Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back <coughs> with another topic, this time medulla oblongata. Medulla is found in the brainstem, and it's important because there are many drugs going up and down. Motor drugs go down the medulla, and sensory drugs go up the brainstem <coughs> and there are fibers going from medulla into the cerebellum and um, there are tracts or fibers going that kind of uh, extend anteriorly and come out of the medulla and these are cranial nerve system and reticular formation is found in the whole brainstem from medulla, pons, and midbrain. Now, um, internal lamina of thalamus has nuclei in it. <coughs> Fibers from reticular formation project onto or, or terminate on these nuclei of thalamus. And so reticular formation is very important it's the main switch of the brain damage to reticular formation results in coma <coughs> reticular formation uh, in the medulla has special centers these are cardiac centers vasomotor centers respiratory centers GI centers and there is also one important area called area posterima. It's a nausea center of the brain where um, blood-brain barrier is not present or is broken. And here, if toxins enter the body, toxins can enter the chemo trigger zone and this will uh, stimulate autonomic cord uh, control of GIT and this initiates reverse per peristalsis or vomiting. Now talking about tracts that go up, up the medulla, uh, these are fibers of fasciculus gracilis and fasciculus cuneatus and they, these fibers terminate on gracilis and cuneatus nuclei. They decussate after passing these nuclei and they emerge as internal arcuate fibers and extend up to or extend up to thalamus as media laminescus. In addition to anterior lateral, lateral, spinothalamic, and spinotectal, which kind of merge and continue as a spinal lemniscus, we have, uh, in addition to, so we have medial lemniscus, we have spinal lemniscus, we have lateral lemniscus concerned with hearing. <coughs> So from inner ear to cochlear, 
cochlear nuclei, which, which are dorsal and ventral nuclei. These fibers decussate and they terminate on inferior colliculi of the midbrain. <coughs> and they ascend as lateral lemniscus. They ascend as lateral lemniscus uh, to the midbrain, and that's where they terminate. So we have different uh, lemniscus ascending pathways going through the medulla. We have trigeminal lemniscus. lemniscus from DCLM, contralateral sensation, lateral lemniscus, auditory sensation, spinal lemniscus, this is anterolateral plus anterolateral spinal, spinothalamic plus spinotectal. Uh, these are concerned with pain and temperature plus crude touch. Now the descending pathways, the motor pathways, there are several of them, and the most important ones are lateral corticospinal pathways. These ones decussate in the lower part of the medulla, um, and they enter contralateral white matter. So the, that's the opposite side hemisphere controls opposite side of the body, of the uh, extremities, lower motor neurons and muscles. The anterior corticospinal tracts, they do not decussate, they enter anterior white matter of the spinal cord. So, therefore, if there is a lesion above the point of decussation, it results in contralateral paralysis, muscle paralysis. If there is a lesion of corticospinal tracts below the point of decussation or medulla, it results in epsilateral paralysis. So again, the key concept is whether the lesion is above the point of decussation in the medulla, which results in contralateral paralysis, or whether the lesion is below the point of decussation, which results in epsilateral paralysis. Um, now, regarding the tracts that project into the cerebellum from medulla, we know the connection, the tracts that connect cerebellum and, and the medulla are inferior cerebral peduncle. Just to reiterate, just to remember the connections between brainstem, brainstem and cerebellum. The midbrain is connected to cerebellum via superior cerebellar peduncle. Pons are connected to cerebellum via middle cere cerebe cerebellar peduncle and medulla is connected to cerebellum through inferior cerebellum peduncle. Okay. As far as other tracts that go up to up, um, that kind of pass through the medulla and enter the cerebellum, there are two tracts that enter the spinal, the inferior cerebellum, that enter the cerebellum through inferior cerebellar peduncle. These are cuneocerebellar fibers and 
dorsal spinocerebral spinocerebral cerebellar fibers and there's only one tract that enters the cerebellum through superior cerebellar peduncle and these fibers are ventral spinocerebellar fibers these fibers decussate in the spinal cord and also once they enter the cerebellum they decussate and move to the absolateral side these are ventral spinocerebellar so there are two spinocerebellar fibers that enter the cerebellum one through the dorsal D through inferior cerebellar peduncles and V up there victor spinocerebellar through superior cerebellar peduncle and all of these are um, cuneocerebellar tracts are concerned with proprioceptive sensation from upper limbs dorsal spinocerebellar D D for down these are concerned with proprioception sensation from lower limbs Tracks going directly from um, going from medulla to cerebellum. These are olivocerebellar fibers from olives of medulla into the cerebellum. They originate from the olives in the medulla, and olives have a special connection with red nucleus. So red nucleus has a special projection that connects to the olivary nucleus. And the fibers from here enter the cerebellum. So from red nucleus to the olivary nucleus in the medulla, and then from the olivary nucleus into the cerebellum. This this whole pathway is called rubro olivocerebellar tracts, and these are important in motor movements. And of course, there are. Pontine nuclei, and there are fibers that project from there into cerebellum, and there are also fibers that originate from the cere cerebellum and project into the pontine nuclei, and from the pontine nuclei into the cerebellum. And this whole pathway is called cerebropontocerebellar tracts, and there are displaced pontine nuclei found in the medulla and these nuclei are called arcuate nuclei and these nuclei have projections to cerebellum and this whole pathway is called arcuatocerebellar tract central tegmental pathway it's a kind of like a canal that extends from the midbrain all the way to medulla for example um, tracts from red nucleus kind of a course through the central tegmental pathway and uh, terminate on olivary nucleus 
and there's another um, pathway from um, in which the reticular formation from the reticular formation fibers kind of project and course through up course through and up through contralateral central tegmental pathway and and to towards the thalamus and there is um, there are also projections from tractus solitarius nucleus to central tegmental pathway and up to thalamus and this whole pathway is referred to as tractosolitario thalamic pathway projections um, fibers that project come out of the medulla anteriorly and these are cranial nerve uh, fibers so in the medulla we have four cranial nerves or we have cranial nerves that originate from the medulla these are number 9 10 11 and 12 so Cranial number 12, hypoglossal nerve, originates from preolivary sulcus, so the sulcus between the uh, pyramids and olives. And the rest, three cranial nerves, originate from post-olivary sulcus. These are 9, 10, and 11. So, cranial uh, number 11 has a cranial, cranial has a spinal part and the cranial part and they merge and come out of the, and then they join. So they come out from different directions from the cranial side and the spinal side and they merge or kind of um, go toward, go together as a fiber and going back to the nucleus that are found in the medulla kind of like in the middle medially we have uh, the hypoglossal nuclei the dorsal vagus nerve nuclei the hypoglossal nerve the hypoglossal nuclei are motor nuclei and the dorsal vagus nerve nuclei are parasympathetic they enervate um, glands so these are visceral whereas the general sensory efferents and a vagus nerve has sensory parasympathetic and motor functions so there are um, there is one nuclei that is 
concerned with parasympathetic activities, and that is a dorsal vagus nerve, vagus nuclei. DVE, um, and there's another important nuclei that is concerned with sensory sensory functions, and this nuclei has dual actions. It is uh, this nuclei is is a nucleus tractus solitarius. It has a sensory visceral afferent and general visceral afferent functions. Okay, the motor function for vagus nerve comes from another from another nuclei and this is from the ambig nucleus ambiguous ambiguous nuclei. This is a special visceral efferent function. So so vagus nerve has three functions or three fibers three different types of fibers. You can say three or four parasympathetic fibers, sensory fibers, um, these are special visceral and general visceral afferents, and then motor fibers, uh, special visceral afferent. One important, important point to emphasize is that all cranial nerves are important and pain sensation are connected to trigeminal system. Vagus nerve has pain sensation function from the middle ear, hence it should be connected to cranial uh, nerve number five or trigeminal. And facial nerve also has pain functions, and it has connection to trigeminal nerve. So it's glossopharyngeal number nine, um, and the new of cranial nerve that is associated with pain sensation that's found in the medulla is spinal nuclei of trigeminal. So that is that, and um, I guess another important nuclei that is found in the medulla is the vestibular, the vestibular nuclei. That's pretty much it. Fibers going up and down to the cerebellum, and the cranial nerves coming out through.